you 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 you're jamming what you're jamming what the unstoppable live and direct from the six on today's show i'll be featuring one of toronto's unstoppable entertainers and guess what i just actually said his brand i am pleased to welcome dj navi rye everyone welcome navi welcome thank you thank you my dear thank you for having us now first off i'd like to say thank you navi for being part of my show and i'm really looking forward for our listeners to uh get to know you better and uh, learn more about your years of experience in the industry. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's always an honor to be to any media source. And, you know, you have our full support. Appreciate it. Well, Navi, let's get started. Let's get started. Tell us, what exactly do you do? So I'm full-time. Um, I'm educated as a third-level CGA. Uh, Canada doesn't have that title anymore. It's called CPA, which is a certified general accountant or certified professional accountant. So that's always been my passion since uh, young growing up. And I'm from a family of accountants. So it just kind of merged into the blood. And, you know, being a guy that don't drink or don't smoke, uh, you know, it, it, it came that education and then I had to do something. So, boom, here comes music. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know like, for me, I've always been a music collector since my childhood, mm-hmm. whether it used to be like records or cassette tapes. Yeah. Actually, I actually got into the music industry midway when I was going to college before I head out to university. Um, I, I never took like student loans, like, you know, how some people have loans and then they go to school. Instead, right. I worked, I worked like literally two part-time jobs and I had various part-time jobs and I always had to have two just to afford to pay my schooling, my books. I had a I had a brand new car. I needed a car to travel. It was like a Pontiac Sunbird. Anybody oh, remember? Wow. And yeah. then you know to pay insurance and gas and to continue having that music collection, be it records or tape. That was a cost too. And and I, I finally got to the point where I said, you know, I have so much music. Why not take this music and try my hand at DJing? And um, started knocking on doors to get this opportunity so I can get like a second source of income. So, okay. so I, that and that money was not meant for pocket money. That money was meant to go back into continuing collecting music. Okay. So, and this is like, we're going back 25 years ago this March. Wow. Yes. And um, I remember in the month of March, I went to, uh, it's a place called the Palace, but it's gone now. It's in Scarborough, in Toronto. And it's uh, it's uh, Highway 401 in Midland on the south side. And there's an owner called Rudy Can. He also owned Chanaman's Restaurant, which is a Guyanese restaurant. Okay. And uh, he said, hey, you know what? Come back, kid. I'll try you out. And uh, I went a Friday night. It was dead. Tried me out. And then I went and I, I DJed that. He was happy. So he kept me there. But then I wanted to not just do one night. I wanted to branch off. So... The place in those days, 25 years ago, where majority of West Indian clubs were, was in the West End. Yeah, the connections and the huts. Oh, okay. So I went out there. And then what happened was it became where I'm in the East on a Friday. I'm in the West on a Saturday. And I was doing so well with bookings where even on like a long weekend, I'd get booked like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is all clubs. And then... um, what happened is it was hard to kind of work on the weekend because then you're going out and buying records in the day. Then on the on a Saturday or a Friday, 
and then you have it ready because you know that's how tunes came out on records right. and then when we i got to the point where i was like wait i'm making when i make a weekend a djing a friday and a saturday it would take me a whole month to work two part-time jobs so i kind of got rid of the part-time jobs and i dj'd on the weekend and then during the week i only focus on school so get okay. up go to school come home and study because when i used to get up go to school and then come home after working and after school you're mentally drained you can't really study so then you know it got good and then i got into doing um private gigs and um then i got into do charities so like temples and food drives and that's how like it got to the point where it was so much that I, I said, oh, my God, this is like, it's not stopping. And that's how the name Unstoppable Entertainment came up. Ah. And then, yeah, because it was so busy, like, believe me. And, yeah. And, you know, I, I always took the pride and I never wanted to be like a one genre DJ. So because I was playing all types of music for all types of people, it, mm-hmm. it, it, was, a, it was a blessing. And I always play clean music. I don't have any kind of vulgarity in anything. I play the radio edits. Mm-hmm. Or I just won't play it at all, you know. So, you know, over the years, I've kind of kept with that formula and and not limiting myself, but just playing for everything. So I know, and you, you it just, it fell into how it did, and I went with it and just kept going. And yeah, now here it is, 25 years now. Wow. And now with Unstoppable Entertainment, it's not just teaching that you do. You are the one-stop shop, the full package service. Tell our listeners about that. Over the years, after starting to DJ, I got approached by other people because I got in to start uh, working with other uh, DJs. And the first guy was Apache Disco, a good friend of mine, Andy Rancheran. And with Andy, we started, um, he's the first person that said, Nav, why are you playing for a small amount of money? Do your own party. And you collect the door, you can make X more. And I was very, very, uh, you know, new venture, you're scared. Because not like DJing, you go, you get paid, and you come home. So then I started, um, my first event was with him, and we did well. And then I said, you know, let me start trying it. And how do I evolve into doing different events? Like, how do I support younger DJs, like all-age DJs, and working with them? And how do I work with the bigger guys at that time? And then from there, it became DJ, promoter, and then to stay alive, you know, you had to have some radio presence. Mm-hmm. So I remember I used to be on 89.5. It's Dan Tall Radio with a guy named Riaz Batch. And it was like okay. the only West Indian show on a Saturday night. And there is nothing now presently. But that's right. what made it popular. Cause people who weren't like party people but still want to hear West Indian music, they would go on to the show and listen to a point and then you know from then i went on in the early 2000s i got accepted into flow 93.5 when they started okay but i got a lot of people don't know that but i didn't get accepted as one of the flow djs i got accepted on their first ever live to air which is a place called tequila lounge at bathers and blur opposite uh, the legendary honest Eds. The oh, next wow. morning across, yeah. So I used to basically play soca music, prime time, live to air, clean edits, obviously. Um, and they used to broadcast from 10 to 1. So at about 11.30, 12 was my time slot for half an hour. Yeah. And um, I was there for, I think, like six months to a year until they went through a different management. And then I, I went off and I said, you know, Radio was good. Internet was coming up. Internet radio. And that's when I started uh, the website Unstoppable Radio. Okay. And I started doing shows on Unstoppable Radio. And then um, I found when Facebook came out, the problem with putting shows on a website, you don't get to interact with your clientele and your listeners. Mm-hmm. And when Facebook came out, I wanted that interaction. I wanted to be able to shout out to people and, you know, somebody puts in the chat box, uh, it's my son's birthday, tell him happy birthday. I wanted that interaction. So right. we started uh, Unstoppable Sundays, um, me and my son, Unstoppable Junior. We started that on Sunday, October 30th, 2016. 
today I was looking at all my dates. And uh, the first show, I was surprised. I never knew it was so effective. I was actually, today I looked at the stats and it has over 14,000 people. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And I was blown away with the, it, it said 14,000 people reached. But then Facebook got different because they started clamping down the whole copyrights. Yes. So, yeah, and the webs, and then technology changed with websites being more smart device uh, compatible. And that website was kind of built in Flash and the older technology. Okay. So now we we kind of pulled it offline for a bit, and I have a young man. Um, actually, he's not that young, but he's he's working on it to make it now a cleaner, fresher design, and it's more compatible for all smart devices, tablets, phones, you know, iPads, laptop, desktop. So we also went to SoCan Canada. Uh, they're the people that anytime you do copyrighted music, okay, you have to, um, it's like pay them a royalty fee. So you can broadcast copyrighted music. And we're also a part of the Sony and BMG record pool called Spinners. So our music is basically anything we play that is top 40 commercial it comes out of sony bmg and that's our subscription it's, it's like basically having a dj license without not having right. a DJ license so you so we pay the sony bmg and now anything we put online socam will get paid those fees so that those fees can go to the music uh composers let me be very clear right right so it's 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 quite a a learning curve and an education, you know? So radio has, I've always wanted that outreach. Um, Cause I mean, you know, you say, hey, that's a good mix, but hey, where can I hear something similar? Oh, okay, here's the radio show or here's what it is. But putting it stuff online, you want to do it legally and you want to do it properly. You just don't want to put it out there and violate any copyrights. It's very important. Right. And I take that very seriously because yeah. Okay. Now, from club events to semi-formal events to one of the best boat rides we have here in the Six, Carnival Thanks. on the Lake over the Caravana season, sold-out event every year, something that we always look forward to. You throw some wicked events, Navi, and I know this Thank because you. I've been going to them for many, many years now. Tell us about some of your best events and what makes them so good. The only thing for, like, say something like Guyanese Independence was a big uh, festival at Lamaru Community Center in Scarborough. But there was no nothing after. You go to the festival, you're going with your family. So I'm like, wait a minute. We're Guyanese. We listen to all types of music. Like, we're West right. Indian. Shouldn't there be a party? And, like, two, three years I went to this thing, and it was pretty blah. And then I begged the council general to let me DJ outside. And he's like, okay. And then that turned into this big outdoor lime if you've ever been to Lamaru, right? No. Yes, I kind of begged them. I said it was Jeffrey De Silva. I said, can I just, because I wanted some promotion. I wanted to build my brand, build my name. I said, listen, you don't have to pay me. I'll bring my own speakers and everything. I'll do it. And then afterwards I found people were like, they come up to you when you're playing and it ended like nine o'clock and they're like, hey, where's the party? Where's the after party? I'm like, what? So then <laughs> a few years later, I started a Guyanese Independence after party. Okay. And I had, the, I had the Council of Blessings. I just didn't go out and do it randomly because I, I was always a volunteer to them. So I said, let me just do something back. They're like, okay. cool. And, um, you know, there's some people that work, so they couldn't go out to the festival and line with their friends and family. So there's an after party. You have that opportunity. And it was a really good vibe. And then I found, like, I always tried to look at... Um, I think in society, sometimes I always try to look at where is there a need? I okay. found something, there was not even a Trinidadian festival or anything at that time. There was Caravana, but I'm saying for Trini independence, there was nothing. And here I am, a Guyanese. I put together some really old DJs like Enforcers and like a lot of the older Soka DJs and um, Brother Jay and all these old guys who are not even in the DJ scene anymore. And okay. I did a Trini independence party and it was just to be fair to say, if you do one, you do the other. And um, from there, I mean, after being on radio and doing that, I said, you know, uh, when I left Flow, because it was just a contract position, like I said, new management in the club, um, okay. 
when I left it, I started on Stop of Fridays at Sandals. Don't know if you ever went to Sandals. No. Hey. See? <laughs> and you know what? It was the longest West Indian Friday night party. Okay. Um, it was it was a small place, like 150 people. They had a patio. But people used to come from all over because it wasn't like nowadays where there's so many places doing so many parties. Right. There's like the spots, right? And that was like the spot for Scarborough. And okay. then I started, I started doing that. And that lasted for seven years. And they're wow. there every Friday night religiously. Wow. And, you know, I mean, moving forward, I kind of noticed, speaking of gaps, I noticed, let's be honest, you being a female and to all the females, that Mother's Day is a very big spectacle, right? Right. But when you compare it to Father's Day, Father's Day is not as big as Mother's Day. So I looked at it and see my dad getting older. I'm getting older. My son's now growing up. I said, you know, we always go to Mother's Day concerts, but there was nothing to do for Father's Day. That's you know, true. Yeah, you get the odd meal. Here's a, a pack of pots. <laughs> Here's some clothes. And that's, that's Father's that's Day. It. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Yeah, there was nothing to do. There was no concert. There was no, no. You know, nothing. So I, I didn't want to go too big. I, I got a small boat, Pioneer Princess. And in uh, June 14 to 2014, I started, um, it was an afternoon to evening cruise. It went from 7 to 11. Okay. And I had a small boat called Pioneer Princess. Really nervous because I didn't know what the feedback would be, but it was a family event. Mm -hmm. And um what made this boat unique is that they tour along the harbor in the so in the afternoon you're seeing and then they go to the island airport and they turn and they go through and into the channels of the toronto islands those so are so to, beautiful yes you get to see the botanical gardens you yes. get to see, you get to see the docks you get to see the all the, the, the other marinas there there's there's so many things on the island and, and the parks and the landscape yep. it's beautiful and then you you, you because it's like 7 to 11, the sunset starts going down, and then you get that view. So when we come out of the islands by 9.30, you're now seeing the Toronto Harbor and that beautiful night skyline. Yes. Beautiful. So, I mean, we have a Facebook group that's called Father's Day Family Boat Cruise. And you go see all the photos and some videos there. And then afterwards, I was saying, okay, this works. Most of the times when we go to shows in the summers outside in a park or in, or in the winters indoors. And I always, I was looking at it and saying, what if we took these same concerts that we go to and put it on a boat and take it out to the lake? And that's how hey. came. it came because I wanted to take the same shows that we see in a banquet hall, the same shows we see in a park, take the stage, take the everything get food and put it put a stage on a boat right and i found that boat it's a louisiana style boat river gambler yep and i started it and it was the first band that i ever added on it was raymond and delina dan yeah uh, raymond ramnarine uh, yep. i had a tassa band myself and dinner right i always have food on my cruises and it's served food not box food and you know, we did a stage and so, and over the, the next year, I brought in KI when KI once for Single Forever. Yep. And then the next year after that, it was them two again. And then finally, I brought on all three, Ravi, Raymond, KI. And people were like, like every year it started growing. And then, and then the stage production <clears throat> evolved. Now we have TV screens. I mean, you've been on it. We've had okay. TV screens. We've got a bigger stage. We've got a backdrop with lighting. It becomes now a full production. Is like this year would have been 10 years in 2020. Oh, no. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So 25 years to me DJing and being in the business and, and then 10 years for Carnival on the Lake. Wow. And, I mean, we've had more, more so the Soka Chutney market. And we've stage dancers, the artists I've mentioned. I'm the first guy to put a fire breather on top of the boat. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Were you there for that? Yeah. That was my first boat cruise here in Toronto, West Indian boat cruise. And 
I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. First of all, with the Tassa playing, because it's my cousins who play the Tassa, Shammy yeah. and those guys. Yeah. And the ground was shaking because of the Tassa just going yeah. through. And then fire breathers. I, I literally felt like I was in a different, like Miami or something. I did not feel yeah. I was here in Toronto for this. Yeah, it was, it's, you know, and, that, and once again, like I said, I, I don't compete with anybody. I just look for gaps and shortfalls right. and I say, how can I do this? How can I try? Right. And I mean, if anybody hasn't seen that, they can go on um, YouTube. There's a Carnival in the Lake channel and there's a Facebook group called Carnival in the Lake, too. So they, 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 anything that I've said, you can see it. And I mean, the food, okay. same, same thing with food. We, we don't do box food. We do serve no. So whichever our caterer is, whoever we choose, we always have servers serving food, sometimes two lines. And I mean, I'm a big fan of samosa and doubles. And then, you know, I, I, I do things like be considerate. Like some people halal meat. Right. And then there's vegetarians that we have vegetarian section too. But, 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 you know, I'm very thankful every year it sells out. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I have to also mention, guys, uh, if you're not familiar with uh, the West Indian boat cruises, Navi, Navi's menu, it's a buffet. It, it is. always has so much food that, you know, you don't typically see with other cruises. Other cruises, it's very standardized menu with maximum four or five items at most. But with yeah. Navi's Cruise, it's a complete buffet, and the food is always over-the-top delicious, hands down. Thank you. Yep, yep. The biggest complaint we have with the food is at the end of the night, we, we have food left over. We beg people to take food home. Yep, it's true. <laughs> I mean, not only, guys, do you have a delicious buffet meal, you get food to go. When you're finished from the yep. party, food to yep. go home, like... I mean, it does not get better than that, honestly. Yeah, it's it's no it's no fun when you're tired and you now you gotta pack food back to bring home. Like <laughs> I remember the first cruise, we brought home like five trays of food. And oh I was my like, gosh. I don't have space for five trays in my fridge, but we had to right. make these. thank God we wow. had two fridges. But wow. yeah, like, like so, some people are also, I mean, it's included in the ticket, but some people say, Hey, I don't wanna eat, I'm just here for the to hang. Yeah. No, take it and go. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, on that same note, what is your favorite aspects of planning events and why? Um, you know, from our boat cruises to our indoor and outdoor e other events that we do, give them a taste of back home, right? Okay. Um, give them that. And, and I try to go cultural, like even in the food, of course, the music, the artists, um, even like we we're talking about the fire breeder, like everything that we do, we would try to have some, give them that Caribbean experience, that food, culture, music. Those are my three aspects of, you know, and I mean, once again, we're limited to, uh, because of the weather, we're limited to how much of this we can get it. So when we get right. it, trying to make the best of it, you know? For sure, for sure. Yeah. Now, what gives you the most satisfaction about doing these types of events? The satisfaction of knowing that, as I mentioned earlier, there's a gap, I can fill that gap. And, you know, just trying to, to give back something to the community. Mm -hmm. And believe me, these things are not cheap. They, they cost. Of course, of right? course. And, but if, if I know I can make a difference and give back something to our community that, like, I've had some, like, the Father's Day Cruise, for an example, um, I've had some younger uh, children and their parents say, this is my daughter's first boat cruise or, oh, it's my daughter's uh, birthday or my son's birthday. Yep. That's a memory that resonates with you on and on. The memories you mentioned and the memories I've seen with my nephew and other people that um, I have one, another young lady that comes every year to celebrate her birthday and she brings her whole family. Mm. You know, it's that, it's that's that for me, that's a satisfaction. At the end of the day, like I said earlier, it's it's one of those things that we look forward to now every year. Caravana weekend, we know the biggest, biggest cruise is hitting the water and it's always 
an amazing time. And I mean, that's the memory that I've always had, the memory that I've always had from day one. So now on the negative side of things, COVID has caused major havoc in our world. And I mean, the entertainment industry has literally been turned completely upside down with no travel, with no concerts, with basically nothing, no boat cruises. Our social life altogether is very limited. How has COVID directly affected your events this year? Um, Well, obviously, I mean, we have to follow the city, the government guidelines. So we still send out newsletters. Having something like that with COVID, it it doesn't even have to be an entertainment message. Just, hey, hope you and your family are safe. Have a great Mother's Day. So definitely um, with COVID, staying in touch with people. Even my WhatsApp list, you know, staying in touch with people is very important because you don't want to lose that connection that you've built with them all these years. For sure, for sure. And now on that same topic of um, emails and social media, what social media platforms are crucial for your industry and why? The three major ones, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, definitely. Okay. Okay. And that's where our, our listeners can connect with you online? They can connect to me there. Um, they can also connect to me. Like everything has the email address and the contact and the phone number. The same phone number you can use WhatsApp. There's another outlet, right? Right. So right. So anything, just if you go to Google, you type in DE and then Unstoppable or DE Unstoppable DJ Navi. You're, you're, you'll find me, you'll find my son, the Unstoppable Junior. But yep. anyone you can, anything, just Google it. Yep. And I guarantee you it'll come up in the search. You can connect to me on any platform. The only thing I don't have is yep. TikTok. Okay. Yes. But anything else, go right ahead. Sounds yeah. good. Now, on that same topic of social media and the internet, how do you think the internet has changed the game of doing events all together with the internet i'm djing and you want to say hey where's navi this weekend right you come on my instagram you go on my facebook or or, you know one of my channels or youtube you you might see you'll see an ad and yeah you know so i mean even with the outreach when you say the internet um i mean instead of me printing say a hundred flyers. Now I have to meet a hundred people and hand it to them as an example. Right. Yes. So the internet has become a very vital tool. Now you've been in the industry now for over 25 years. What keeps you motivated in the industry? Music. Okay. Straight up music. I'm I'm the biggest music fan. I have a tagline that I say that uh, when, when people hire me for functions i say to them like i believe in all types of music for all types of people not just caribbean artists it's like four years ago i i got a two-year contract for jerk fest and okay um and being able to, to to be you know broad with your selection it's music you know the happiness you see from different types of people it's yes. it's quite the experience you know, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. The happiness that you see from people, whether they're sober or drunk. <laughs> yeah. And especially little kids, too. I mean, when you're in a family function and you just see a little kid dancing and just having a blast. And yeah, sometimes I find these little kids, they want to take off their shoes and, and just enjoy. It. And it's like, oh, my God, go right ahead. It's just yes. that it, it, it all. I, I tell everybody music makes the world go round. One thousand percent agreed with you on that. Music. That's that's why I got into this record collection to keep buying right. records. And this just didn't start here. This started when I was a kid in Guyana. Go figure, right? Oh wow. Yeah. So this this was. It's always been record collection coming up. But the bottom line, the roots of it all, music. All right. Now, on the darker side of things in the music industry. Is there anything about the industry that has rubbed you the wrong way that you would change? What would that be? If I go into, uh, if I'm in a nightclub and everybody's playing soak and reggae, whatever, I'm going to play some Bollywood or Chutney just to be different or some Latino. Cause I okay. never know where my next job would be. 
But right. what bothers me to answer your question in the industry, in the darker side, is racism. And these are from our own people, Some like majority of the I believe time. it. I believe it. And I'll be like, um, but wait a minute. So when I'm playing soccer, reggae, top 40 dance hits, Latino, you know, I'm playing a R&B. So, you know, like if you like, I, I've had it where before I started Carnival in the Lake, I was on that same boat and it was a Guyanese function. And one of the main promoters told me he doesn't want no Indian. And I'm like, so what are you really trying to cater to? I don't get it because I'm going to play everything tonight. Right. And part of everything is going to be Indian. And so like, I'm going to play your reggae. I'm going to play. Yes, it's Caravana. You're going to play a little more soca. Right. I'm going to play everything. But how does that look on me? They're not going to blame you. They're going to blame me. He's like, no. And this is your own people. So racism in this industry, you know, I've had, I've had where I'm, I'm in a banquet hall and setting up for a wedding. And the owner of the banquet hall comes and says to me, oh, can you not play any black music tonight? I'm very straight up. I don't hide it. Wow. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but the client hired and gave me a playlist. What, you know, like, I understand you own the establishment, but what, did you discuss this with the client? No, right. I, don't have to, I don't have to discuss it with the client. I own the place. I can tell them what I want, what I don't want. The customer is paying the banquet hall lots yeah. and lots of money for their function. They're still trying to call the shots. They're coming in, yeah, and, and these Ow. Italian banquet halls in the Woodbridge area of Toronto, we have a, a big racial issue. I'm sorry, I'm not having this, but it's just that intimidation factor that, yeah, we don't want this type of music. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, yeah. Yeah, so that's the dark side of the industry that a lot of DJs, with all due respects to my fellow DJs and promoters, don't talk about. Or mm. if there's a fight in a party, and let's just say ending in the night, sometimes a DJ may be playing Bollywood music now as an example. Okay. The security want to blame the music for the fight. They're saying, oh, because you play Indian music, everybody gets hyper and then everybody wants to fight. Racism, it happens here and people don't talk about it. And I'm, I'm happy that you've given this platform that we can have a discussion on it. You see a lot of guys try to sweep it under the rug because they don't want the embarrassment. Right. And it's not it's not talked about. And some guys may say, hey, Navi, you're full of it. But this is the truth. Well, I mean, it's public knowledge that two years ago, one of the largest shows in North America was shut down because, I mean, this is not a regular show. This is one yep. of the largest because I go to the largest shows from here to Miami. In fact, the largest concerts, largest yep. bets. I am there. So I know you know, how many people attends these types of events. And one of the largest shows in North America was shut down because of that very reason with the issue of racism in Vaughn. Yep. 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 I mean, it, it, yes, <laughs> it, it affected, you know, it, it made, it made us look at things differently. And um, some people would say, Oh, it just, it just happened and move on. But then, when, like, I've done uh, my caravan a Sunday at, um, and I'll say it, when I did it at Bella Gardens two years ago, I got called into a meeting with the city, the township of King. They wanted, they wanted to have a meeting with their police, the township, the oh, fire wow. And I had a few partners and investors. We had to show up at 8.30 a.m. meeting in the morning and we had to give them outlines of what kind of people and oh wow and how this is going to if it's going to have an impact on their city and it comes back to something what i mentioned about the fire breather that took me six months to put that together that right we live in north america and this society does not they're not familiar with these evolving cultures and what we're trying mm. to bring it's not like your typical santa claus parade and et cetera, et cetera, that people know what they're getting these are right. new these are things and you know i understand it because i and, and and i i'm i'm always calm i always have i always want to build those bridges as i said earlier 
but this is just a formality to turn you down. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it takes a toll on you mentally, but you just have to know how to be strong and just keep going with it. But racism plays a very big part. And I think the saddest thing about the racism, I'd say 50% of it, and people may say I'm guessing, 50% of the racism I've encountered is from my own people. Ouch. Yeah. And that's actually really unfortunate. If we ever want to evolve as people, we need to be working together hand in hand to empower and lift each other up. We cannot yeah. be tearing us down when we already have the rest of the world, first of all, not acknowledging us, and secondly, tearing us down as well. Yep, yep, yep. Very well said. Very well so, and on that same topic, the concert, are you referring to um, Chutney in the Park? No, no, no. It wasn't Chutney in the Park. We, we oh. did our own. Um, Chutney in the Park was at Bella. Right. And they moved to Power 8 Center. Yes. So the park was free. So then I, I went in with my other partners and investors to do my Chutney Summer Festival. Okay. And, I mean, uh, because of the fact that here the city is dealing with a new promoter, um, you know, they just didn't know, well, is it going to be the same event? Is it going to be different? What, how is your, what's, what's your layout going to be? How's your operation? You know, how many portalettes? How's your fencing? Is everything licensed? Is your stage to code? You know, I can go on and on. How many, how many police do you have? How many security do you have? What's your start time, your end time? Do you have a contingency plan? We even, we even brought in, to to sat, I mean, it was it was going to happen anyways. But the city, I think, where the deal breaker was and why the city relaxed because me, I always believe in safety, especially right. family events. I actually hired an EMS service. Okay. So we had uh, a medical emergency services on the grounds in case somebody get a heat stroke or you know old age, whatever, whatever, because that's a family right. event. And when I said that to the city, that look. We have all this in place. They they finally granted us our permit, but it's just once again, it's just you know you're doing these things, but how are you doing? Because let's be honest, they have been bad apples yes. that made it bad for us. And now when you have guys that are coming in clean, you know we have to go through everything from scratch, and you just keep with it because you know where the vision is and you right. know what your focus is and you know, the end result is going to be. So you, you, you pray and, you, and the event went off with a hitch, didn't get an issue with the police, mm -hmm. anything, nothing. It was perfect. We even fed them too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Their only complaint was the hot sauce was too hot. <laughs> hey now, if that was the only complaint, again, you did something right, Navi, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hot sauce was too hot. <laughs> So then you did everything right based on that. Yeah. <laughs> the hot you know, spot needs to be hot. People don't know that all these things are in the background. They don't realize. Because, I mean, you're. I mean, it's like I'm not. So just in my field and my trade, a lot of people in the general public don't know these things exist and some of the headaches that we honestly counter and overcome. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Now, what advice would you give someone wanting a career in events or even wanting a career in, as a DJ? Start small. Okay. You, know, you need people to work with you or be alongside you to be successful. Start small, learn it. I've seen a lot of guys come and go because what they thought it is and what it really is when they get into it is two different. Yeah. So start small. You know, build it, watch it. Maybe it is for you. Maybe it's not for you, you know. You at least you know? had a chance to try it out, see what it's all about, and, you know, yeah. see if it's right for you or not. Yes, definitely, 100%. Okay. And now, on that same topic of failures, what are some of the common reasons that uh, DJs typically fail in the industry? Um. DJs typically fail, and I'm also going to, when you say industry, I'm also going to put promoters in there. Okay. Because I want to 
be broad. I just don't want to label it to just DJs. I want to say the industry, DJs yeah. and promoters. Sure. I would say greed. I wouldn't like somebody to overcharge me. Neither would you. Right. I mean, and then if somebody undercharges you now, now you may say good, but that may be bad because instead of bringing speakers to accommodate to 500 people, they may bring speakers that may only accommodate to 100 people. DJing, promoting, it's the same thing. If you don't know what your functions are, you can't yeah. charge accordingly. And now when I say promoters, now flipping over to that, a lot of DJs would become promoters or promoters that hiring DJs to be their party. What would happen is they would say, oh, I, I hired this big DJ or whatever, on, or this big artist. So because of that, I can charge way, way more. And it's like, no, it doesn't work like that, right? I mean, you and I are also consumers too. We're customers. Right. Hey, I'm not going back to any of his events. Right. It can be my favorite artist. So on both sides of the DJing or promoting, greed is the root of, you know, the, the root of all evil. And I do appreciate you being transparent about that because I was a little taken back when you said that because, I mean, I... I'm a consumer, so I'm looking at a totally different angle, but you have been in the industry for so long, you know it better than anyone. Yeah, now, yeah. we touched upon the resources earlier that helped you become so successful, especially with your email list, very impressive email list of over yeah. 110,000 yep. yes, contacts. Are there any other resources you'd like to share with our listeners helped you on your journey? Yes. Now, re years ago, you 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 probably see me walk around with a clipboard, and when I'm doing my events, because I, I'd have like you know my ticket sheets and everything, and my scheduling for my artists, or or even even when I'm at a private function, I'd have on the clipboard. I would have the agenda that I would give the couple, or the couple, and the couple would get back to me with like their first song, their father daughter dance, and mother son dance, you know, and all that. Yeah. And over the years, you'd see me with that clipboard. Now I've graduated. I'm not a <laughs> Apple person. I'm more I'm more Android person. So I went to a, a Samsung tablet. Okay. Right. I say everything should be documented. Right. Documentation is the key. Everything has to be documented. Yep. And not only on the paper trail of it. The other thing too, when it comes to documentation, believe it or not recording um before i used to walk with a little recorder and plug it into the mixer and record my sessions and listen back to it now you can do it on serato a lot of djs use serato program and it has a record key so yeah that is another way of documenting where you record so if i want to know if i'm playing and i want to hear my mixes am i still sharp on my mixes on the the art of DJing, you'd want, hey, how did that sound? like? Now, with COVID being still so prevalent, do you have any upcoming projects, whether it be virtual projects, um, that you'd like our listeners to know about? You know, I'm so glad you said that, virtual projects, because yep. I still have all my records, by the way. I've never departed with my records. I even have, I don't know if you remember, but there was... Back in the days when cassettes were being sold, they would have a cassette single. So on one side, it would have the radio version of the song. On the other side, it would have either the instrumental or the club version. So oh, I, wow. I don't even remember that. <laughs> yes, I still have cassette singles. So then I jumped into my records. I was really shuffling my records and say, okay, this is going to be so good. I'm going to go from old to new. And, and then I was looking at it. I go, you know what? I have a lot of music. And not just 25 years of music, but music before I even started. Like, I have Sugar Bowman record. I have Someone Loves You Honey on record. I have One Drawn record. I have some old, old, like, actual albums on record, like Bollywood albums. And, you know, I'm, 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 I even have, like, La Isla Bonita by Madonna. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. That was the one second. Of one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> yeah, I have that on record. And, and, and wow. that, not just the record. I have a 12-inch version, so it's like a full 12-inch. Yeah. And then I even have stuff like even old school music on 45s, like 
head to toe by Lisa Leeson called Jam, which is old school. Wow, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I was looking at all this and I said, you know, I have a lot of music and this music is just sitting here. And sometimes I hear this music, it reminds me of, well, you know, when I was a kid listening to, and now we're going to, we're going to go deep listening to like uh, English bands like Duran Duran and Petra. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, the newer pop uh, artists like Debbie Gibson. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then you're going to like the Motown eras with like the the Cool and the Gangs and Donna Summers and you come up to like, you know, and then you, you look and you see you have all this good music from yeah. every genre. So one of the projects I've been meddling it with in my head, and I think I want to start putting out series, but just so that people can listen to, um, it's going to be like classic old school. And I want to put out the first one. It'll be like every couple months I put out a new mix. I don't want to put them out all one shot. It'll um, I want to put out like a classic old school from every different genre. Okay. And I think for my birthday, which is October 2nd, that's when I'm going to release the first one. And there's, okay. even, like, there's even freestyle music, which you have artists like Stevie B. Who is yes, 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 yes. And you see, we, we, there's so much music that people, like, you know, we get so caught up. We don't get time. But if you can have it all in the mix that you yes. can download on your, uh, on your USB or listen to it online from SoundCloud or MixCloud. You know, I'm not trying to infringe copyrights. I'm not trying to sell nothing. Just here's a mix of my music to you. And these are songs that we go way back when we were kids, you know, and just so you can hear that stuff. Because honestly, music has changed. Yeah. I think 50% of the music nowadays is very vulgar. Their lyrics, their everything. It's not like, you know, like, Back in the days where, um, you know, you have Rick Ashley singing Never Gonna Give You Up, um, Krista Berg singing Lady in Red, you know. Um, I can go on and on with all the different genres and artists. And right. now some of the music is not the cleanest of cleans, right? But even there was clean hip-hop back in the days that we could listen to. But the point is, I just wanted to put out different genres because I have so much music okay. that... Yeah, so that's going to be my virtual project and, and offer it to Good. everybody and say, here you go. I'm grateful for another year of life and the love and the support. Enjoy. Yep. Excellent. Yep. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll have Especially a really that freestyle, too. Not going to lie. Freestyle's always been one of my favorite genres growing up. So when you said Stevie B, you had Stevie me a Stevie B. Yeah. Little yes, TV. yes. Yes, yes. And even... Even stuff like, um, like I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, when people hear, like, a simple song, like, whoop, there it is. Yes. They go nuts. Or, yeah. Or even, even, even the, you know, like, when they hear, like, Rob Bass and DJ. Yeah. It takes two. Or the other day I was, listen, I'm not, I'm a guy. I'm not ashamed to say it. The other day I was listening to Millie Vanilli. Yes. Love Millie Vanilli. Girl, you know, it's true. And I'm from the new kids on the block era before Factory yes. Boys and all that. I was listening to that the other day on, on YouTube. I just let it, I, I, I typed in old school yeah. and I let it play one after the other. I'm like, oh my God, you know, thanks to YouTube, we also have that outlet. But it'd be nice to have it all in one mix. Here you Absolutely, go. for sure. And I'm, you know, this is the time that everyone is looking for connecting, connecting with others, connecting with music. They have the time, they're at home. So it's definitely something that, that people will enjoy and look yes. forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. You'll definitely, well, Matthew, get, you'll definitely get the link for it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Now, what's next for you, uh, Navi? Um, you know, I'm a very big, big on family. And coming, you know, I like family events. That's my first forte, right? Okay. I, I just, you know, it's something I've grown up about amongst and I've always wanted to do it and I mean I know you and I touch on a lot of things but I'll, I'll tell you one of one of the things that when we started this Caravana Sunday family event um, you know we we wanted to give people that real 
I mean, caravan on Sunday, let's be honest. Three weeks later, four weeks later, it's school. Then the weather changes. That's like caravan weekend is like our last weekend. I know people say Labor Day weekend, but Labor Day people are all in the school mode right. in September. They're not thinking, but at least with Caravana, that's like the last summer, summer, summer thing. So for me, um, you know, coming to the ending of knowing that, you know, summer, four weeks away, it's going to change. I wanted to focus um, and build the Caravana Sunday, the Chutney Summer Festival, right? Um, yep. I wanted to build it. We did We did it in 2017, August 6th. We started it, and then we did it for two years. Last year, I stopped it. Um, well, I didn't really stop it, to be honest. In 20, it was sabotaged, right? And I can say it straight up because our main artist and his management decided that they no longer want to perform for the, as they quote, the old tanting, the old uncle crowd. They felt they got too big, so they wanted to focus on the young soca markets, and yeah. um, I basically hijacked the event. They, 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 everything was ready to go, and they jumped to another promoter and left us empty-handed. So, you know, we didn't do it because if I can't do something properly, I'm not going to do it at all, and I'm not okay. going to burn my bridges with, with the community. So that caravan of Sunday, it it really gave me. For the two years we did it to see the families out there, to see them eating like we had guys that were, you know, boiling corn. Oh know, wow! We, yeah, um, we had guys that were selling like, like, like mitai and all these other things, and you know, that's again food, music, culture. Yeah. And it was so nice. Like I had a guy selling cotton candy, and it's like these are the things that we can't do on the, on the family boat cruises or carnival on the lake. We can't do those to, to, to that extreme. Right. Right. So having, and then having people barbecuing, um, well, what we've done is we don't allow barbecues per se because of the fire hazards, but we have a vendor that is licensed through the city and he would come and barbecue and then you're smelling that barbecue and he's selling it. Right. Yeah. So just, that experience and to have the kids out there and Caravana Sunday is really something that, that I, I really took a liking to from my heart. Okay. And I, that's what I want to pursue when COVID is done. Okay. And I pray as we all do that it goes away. That's right. going to be the thing that I'm going to focus on to build that Sunday and give families that experience and let them build those memories to say, Hey, you know, Caravana Sunday, we went out, this is where we're going. We put up a tent, you know, we had a food, we spread a sheet, lie down in the grass, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. We know this year is a bit of a wash the way things are going, but we got to be hopeful for 2021. All we can do is be hopeful right now. Right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Very well said. All right. And lastly, Navi. What message do you have your fans? Because, you know, you got a ton of fans listening out there. <laughs> you know, and that, just on what we touched about, I mean, given the times that we're living in, my right. honest message, and I can't believe that how life has changed for all of us in the last right. months. And the message I sent out there to everybody, I mean, I asked everyone to continue to, to, to practice all the proper procedures, stay safe. You know, I look forward to seeing everybody hopefully next year. Yes. You know, continue to, you know, keep God in our heart and we keep going with it, but um, just stay safe, stay alive, you know, don't become uh, too comfortable. Right. right. You know, um, it's not worth it. Just that's my main message for what we're living in and we're living through stay safe because you know like i said i want to see everybody out back i want to be out back right right i mean we may not even get to do it next year because we don't know right that's, that's and that's actually the reality the uncertainty the the fact that we don't really know and um it's literally going week by week day by day right now um to really find out what we can and can't do. So it's it's really tough, especially for you guys who yeah. are the ones planning these events, throwing these massive, massive events, and you really don't even know where you really stand. 
yeah yeah it's 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 yeah you know, what do we do you know you keep our fingers crossed yes you, know, you keep your faith in the almighty whatever religion you believe in you yes or, you know i actually did a post when um as coming back home and i was listening to some music i put a post up and say you know just thankful for another day of life and you know just appreciate the finer things in life i did that just this morning yeah. and it really is it really makes you think differently and i mean a year ago you and i would not be having this type of conversation no we would not we'd be so excited because two weeks from now the best boat cruise happening in the <laughs> six will be happening yeah yeah and <laughs> Let me tell you, since last year, since last year, I was planning for the 10th anniversary and it was going to be something totally different. Um, I don't want to give it away because I'm hoping I can right. do it here, but right. it was going to be another thing that I, I personally haven't seen done on a boat cruise. Okay. And, um, you know, there's just these little elements and I was even going to move to the point where 10th anniversary, here's a a collage of all the artists guess who the artists are going to be this year i was going to wow. just to just just mix it up be different give back that appreciation you know and um all that planning all that vision that dream i'm not going to say it's a total loss i'll just say it's on hold for now to be right and keep our fingers crossed that we can go go again next year safely Exactly. And I mean, that is the biggest concern right now, everyone's safety. And again, we can only take it one day at a time. They have breakthroughs. The vaccine's doing really good in the UK. So, I mean, we are getting one step closer to quote unquote normalcy. So let's see what happens. We got to stay optimistic and praying for better days. Well, I will tell you on a positive note from, yeah. I, I hope I'm right. I got to say, Regardless, Guyanese or Trinidadian, Jamaican, whatever, I got to give uh, credit where it's due. Trinidad yep. is practically down to zero COVID cases. So that's correct. Yep. Things. Uh, Jamaica has the same amount of uh, population as Miami, give or take a few thousands off. But Jamaica is pretty much down to like less than 30 20 cases. I saw that this morning in the news. Oh, wow. Yes. And they have the same population, give or take, like I said, a few thousand off of, right. of Miami. And they're down to that. So, the, you know, it, it it's doable. I believe we all have to do our parts. And yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, keep our fingers crossed and our prayers in our heart. That's exactly it. Well, Navi, that was definitely very enlightening. I learned so much today, let me tell you. And you bring a ton of experience to the table. 25 years in DJing, events, lighting, literally the whole entire package. You encompass all of the above. And I absolutely love the fact that your, your brand does everything. So when someone is looking, you know, for wedding services or for an event, for example, you provide the whole entire package. Yeah. And yeah. typically there's not a lot of, a lot of that I personally know that does this. Most people do a specific thing. Okay. They're a DJ or they handle the lighting or they handle catering. They ha they each, they handle different aspects of if the event, of the event planning system. But with yes. you, you encompass the entire package. Yeah. And that definitely sets you apart from everybody else. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Absolutely. You. And, you know, with with the competitive aspect, I would say that is an amazing selling point for you in the industry. Because, again, not a lot of others are doing that from what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's change, and it, it is a lot. It is. Yeah. A lot. They don't know the story of how DJing paid for my schooling, right? As I said, I quit my two part-time jobs, and my DJing was on the weekend. That right. paid for schooling, my car, my insurance, my gas, my books. You know, and when I tell people that it's because I had a love for it, yeah, and you know, it it you you really have to have a genuine love for it, and. As it grows, you grow with it because you don't want to become 
you know, it's stale and do the same thing. And it's it's right. been awesome. It's been awesome. And I mean, everyone's going to now hear your story. And I'm <laughs> hoping that it will definitely inspire others out there. I definitely appreciate you taking the time. I know you're super busy, but it was amazing having you on my show and getting to know more about you and do. And again, prayers, fingers crossed. Yes. That this whole COVID situation can just be under control, that we can get our lives back and we can go back to all the amazing things that, you know, you do for our entire community. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. And I think I think it's, it's it, it, one thing we'll all walk away from COVID is, you know, a lot of people used to use the saying before, don't take life for granted. And right. I think after COVID is done, that's going to be the one thing I hope. I know I will walk away is not taking life for granted because, I mean, look, we're here. <laughs> last year we were here and now we're not. Yeah, that's exactly it. This is the first year Caravana has been canceled since I've been live on this planet. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just to put things in perspective, since I've been alive, I have never in my life ever seen that happen. Yeah, well... It, it definitely is a lesson to learn. And yeah, prayers and thoughts with everybody and you as well, my dear. I mean, I wish you're you. still the utmost success because appreciate it's, it. it's really awesome to have such a platform and with you and having you behind it to push forward and get these out there. And yes, it's COVID. Yes, people are here. But now is a time that if people hear this, Mm -hmm. then you hope they, they look at things a little differently and have an appreciation. So my thanks to you for all that you're doing for the opportunity to be here with you today. My, my utmost thanks, love, and support to you. Appreciate Navi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Well, guys, that pretty much wraps up today's show and appreciate everyone for tuning in. Hopefully y'all will be tuning in next week's show. Uh, we'll be having my good friend, our very own Limer Boy. Big up, Dolly Boy, everyone. So it's going to be another great show, and hopefully you all will be tuning in. Thank you, thank you. And again, Navi, thank you for joining us. And um, again, praying for better days to come, right? You're very welcome, and thank you all, little your listeners. And please share out the link. Let yep. everybody know about this awesome show. And thank you again for everything that you do, my dear. You, 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 you're jamming with the unstoppable.
you know. Long time I hide with Mr. Rafi. Dando, get on. Yes, I'm a ganja planter. Call me the ganja farmer. He's down in the earth with me put the ganja. Babylon, come on, like it a dark fire, me a chant. Yes, I'm a ganja planter. Call me the ganja farmer. He's down in the earth with me put the ganja. Babylon, come on, like it a dark fire. Big stinking helicopter flow through the earth. Oh, with them, call it them, call it the eater. Them never did they when me was toasting water. And when me did them flying fertilizer. Yet out of the sky, them spitting fire. And I'm a little fan with a hot temper. Me take up me stinking rocket launcher. And you know, here yeah, is both the helicopter from your plant. Yes, I'm a ganja planter. Call me the ganja farmer. Get down to the earth, me to be ganja. Babylon come. Get you, rocket. Who like me, we tell them all out here. Who like the local and they compress. Sense me in a rasta man a digest Who sends me in a rapi run down him chest A chalice in the east and a chalice in the west A chalice in the north and a chalice in the south 